and welcome to Business 300. My name is Philip Kulichov and this is 300 Seconds About Business. We're all a busy people, so I have five minutes or less to get my point across. You can only grow a business all by yourself for so long. If you want your business to be bigger than just what you can handle, you'll have to bring others on board. Some of your hires will be for task-oriented roles, whether it's a laborer or an administrative clerk, the task at hand is the objective. I've mentioned this before. But some roles will be broader in their definition. You may need to bring on a project manager to oversee a job and make decisions, or you might need a department head to lead and develop an area of your business. The objective definition for that kind of role is not as detailed as is the one focused on a task. The person wearing those shoes is himself responsible to decide, do, and delegate the tasks necessary to accomplish the work. The types of roles are different, but each role is accountable for some sort of objective. You hired them to accomplish something, and so accountability is good. But there's a tendency that business owners have to elevate a role's accountability above the authority given to it. The business owner delegates responsibility, but hesitates to delegate authority. He tries to hold his people accountable for results without equipping them with the necessary authority to produce them. This misalignment creates a lot of frustration with all the parties involved. For example, if you hire a laborer to do the tasks that you tell him to do, don't get frustrated at him when the job is behind schedule. The laborer doesn't have any authority over job scheduling or resource management. He is only accountable to show up on time and perform the specific task you've assigned to him in a way that you described. If he isn't qualified for the task, like hiring a welder who can't weld, that's your fault for putting him in that role. Now, if he is qualified and is trained in the role, but doesn't follow your standard operating procedure, you can hold him accountable for that. But if the method of performing the task was left unspecified, then you've effectively given him the authority to decide how to do the work, whether or not you intended to do so. If the task gets performed not to your liking, again, that's your own fault. If you don't want the labor to be creative, then define the method and make an SOP. Don't give out authority you don't intend for people to use. On the other hand, if you hire a department head to develop and oversee an area of your business, hire one that you can trust with authority to make and execute on decisions, and then equip him with that authority. There might not be anything more frustrating for a manager than when his boss holds him accountable for results, but keeps questioning his methods. If the manager you hired needs to run by you every decision he needs to make before making it in order to accomplish the objective you gave him, you won't have a good manager for very long. If you don't want to trust him with the authority, then don't hold him accountable for the results. So the principle, align the role's authority with its accountability. This can get a little messy as your business is growing. You might not know what level of accountability and authority is appropriate for what role. You might not give enough or you might give too much too soon. You'll probably rely on people's tribal knowledge and experience while you don't have your SOPs written out. You probably will still frustrate others along the way as you get things dialed in, but that's okay. The point is to continue iterating and evolving your approach to management without getting stuck in situations where you and your hires aren't aligned on who has what authority and accountability. It only makes sense for your people to have authority over the work that they're accountable for.